These opportunities will give me what I need to level up life. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad and Eric here, and we just want to welcome you back to another week at the Roundtable. We are so grateful to have you, and we have a wonderful episode in store for you. So, stay tuned and enjoy. And we are Lights at the Roundtable. Uh-huh. Welcoming you back to another beautiful week, Thanksgiving episode. So this week, we're going to start off naturally with giving thanks and talking about gratitude and things we're grateful in our life, moments we're grateful for, people we're grateful for, Mm -hmm. including you. So thank you all for tuning in once again. Uh, Episode 7, Season 3, still going strong, still going consistently every week. And man, feels great. All day long. All day long. It does feel good, man. It's like just consistency is is key. Like when you show up every week, no matter what we bring to the table, just out of mathematic equation, you keep bringing it to the table. It's just going to keep getting better and better and better and better. And if not, we're still going to be here anyways. Right. So right. it's just... It's fun for us, so glad you guys are getting something out of it as well, and um, means a lot all the support and and stuff like that. Because again, without you, like we wouldn't be, and it's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And, and we had three new reviews on our social media page. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, you know we've been calling it in and calling mm-hmm. it in, and yeah. three people. So the three of you, thank you so much for uh, leaving a review. It means a lot. So on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Do you, yeah. what did they, what did they say? I, I miss them. Like, I, you know, cause I don't, I don't like look at the Facebook page. Right. Right. So you do, he does the Instagram. Page. Yeah. So, um, basically like, Hey, great conversation. We you love sent them to me. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. Okay. Yes. All right. Got yeah. it now. Yeah. You sent those to me and yes, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's always nice, nice to see and nice to read. And it's just, uh, one of those things that will start this gratitude show off for me, and I'm sure Eric feels the same way. Absolutely. But just the overwhelming gratitude of, <laughs> of not only those reviews, but the amount of people that reach out between episodes uh-huh. or as they listen to the episode yep. with their own questions, with their own ideas, with expansion of yep. our ideas, which aren't really ours. It's just, you know, talking points yep. and things that we bring to the table that we've experienced. And man, that connection is so powerful. So yeah. thank you guys yeah. so much. And yeah. Gotten a lot of ideas. I mean, we're going to hit a new platform thanks to an idea. We're going to do other things thanks to ideas. So yeah, just keep them flowing in and like watch, like be like be water, like watch this thing grow. Like you're, you're a part of this. So like, thank you. And it's, it's amazing. So it makes me feel good, man. It really uh, does. Absolutely. And dude, it's so cool. Like, not only are you part of it, but at the beginning. So yeah. when, when we're on major platforms at the top of search lists, you can be like, I started listening to these guys back in 2020. Yep. And they're still going. Yeah, man. And, and you can also say that I was on that show because oh. we would welcome anybody that wants to come on. Um, whatever, you know, we're up for whatever, and we would love to have you on. It's just... The more ideas and the more space you create with 
with just with ideas, the more options you have. And I was just telling Kayla this today, like she got me a book and I'm like, I love books. And I think that's the general sense of like I, with people too, mm-hmm. like their information. So the more information you uh, ingest books or people or whatever it is, more information you have. Mm-hmm. The, the flow can only be better. So come, come sit at the table with us. It would be a pleasure. Let yeah. us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brandon, thank you for tuning in, brother. I saw you pop in. Brandon uh, comments a lot. Yep. Has a lot of interaction. So, Brandon, grateful for you. And um, uh, Michael, we see you up there. Yeah, Michael Appreciate as well. It. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yep. And if you gentlemen would like to come sit at the table with us, yep. by all means, come come share your story or just come talk with us. Yep. You know, no pressure, no, um, well, pressure at all. No. So. No. I mean, you take the pressure off. The doors open. I made a funny video the other day about opening doors. Yeah. About how, like, I heard a comedian say this. So you remember, like, when people would come over, it was, like, an inviting thing at one point. Like, they would come over to your front door, and you'd, like, you'd hear a knock, and you'd be like, oh, my God, someone's here. here. Like, yes. And now if you hear someone knocking on the door, you're like, hey, if someone's with you, like, did you invite somebody over? Like, who is that? All right. Turn down the TV. It's kind of (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Act like you're not home. (laughs) It's kind of like feelings. You know, it's, they're, they're there. And it's when somebody knocks or even when yourself knocks on that door of questions, it's okay to just open the door. Why do you think we've gotten to that point? Do you think it's because we're older and the time we're referring to is when we were kids and it was know. exciting or what? I, I don't know, man. I, th- I think about it quite often. I think there's several things. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a different generation. I mean, completely different. I mean, even ours is different from somebody like my parents where that was completely normal to right. just go over to somebody's house, you know, and not so much anymore. Right. Whole different thing. So, yeah, I mean, technology, I mean, Love especially it. lately, the times where everything is um, contactless. Right. Yeah. You know, so, a few things. But, yeah. Um, Communication's a lot easier. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to stop by. Yeah. 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 A lot easier. So, yeah. What was your favorite part of your day, brother? Favorite part of the day today was. Um, was ending the work day. Um, my boss has been gone for about a week now. Um, left me in charge of the ship and, uh, with some people that are watching right now, their help. Uh, I think the ship guided very well. We made some stops, like we moved more people in this week. We had some issues and there was some things that I didn't necessarily know how to do, but reached out, got help. And today was like the final day. She'll be back on Monday. We have the next few days off of work. So the office is shut down and she'll be back Monday. And so that today was like my last day, like to like kind of see the ship off myself, you know, like uh, everything's locked down. Like the we're good. Uh, Everything's clean. I restocked everything. Like so much comes in on Monday. Should be should be ready to roll. Ready to roll. Gave it back better than you got it, right? Yeah, that's that's a great 
Love that lesson, dude. And immediately makes me think of Inky Johnson. Yeah. Leave things better than the way you found them. Mm-hmm. A sign that he saw in an airport bathroom. Yeah. Made a difference in his life. I like that. Yeah, small things. And just to think the, the burden that she's going to not have to carry, yeah. you know, Monday. It's especially after a long break from work, you're like, get anxiety going back like oh, sure. i wonder what i'm coming back to sure. i wonder what it's what what situations have come up since i've been gone yeah. so her to come in and and know she has somebody that she can really count on and you is sur- sure something she's really grateful for so good on you brother yep me too man i'm i'm really proud of being able to do that like just i mean for first off for a company to have so much trust in me like that's amazing secondly cuz i've earned it like, you know, so that's awesome too. It's yeah. a sign of the, the work. And I just feel tremendously grateful for that opportunity. Boom. Yeah. What about you, man? What was your favorite part? Uh, I, I got a little bit of solitude. I work today. Um, but after picking Cole up after school, after work, rather, he was at his grandma's after school. Um, he took a nap on the way home and I got home and I got to do some phone rolling mm. Some laundry, <laughs> exciting, but um, and, oh, and I cleaned the hot tub out. Oh, okay, and refilled the hot tub. So that's okay. that's exciting. Clean totally space. Set my mind. I love that. Yeah, a space you use often. Oh, almost every night, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I fully intend. And one of my driving forces behind that is we have the big race coming up. Yeah, another big race, not a big ra- or the big race, yeah. but a big race. Um, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, part of my routine for those races though we've only done one i see it being a staple in my routine mm-hmm. um is waking up early and like first thing getting in the hot tub with some some meditation music and just really get into my body and fill out all the kinks and just soften everything so i can yeah so we can run 13 miles <laughs> so that's awesome yeah a little bit of quiet time you know because i love it man Anybody with kids can can relate, especially when they're five. There's a it's a lot of energy to keep up with, <laughs> and yeah. my son is on a whole different level <laughs> uh, of that, and I love it. Trust me, I love it because I'm high energy too. So it's nice to have. Yeah. But at the same time, there's times where it's like, holy shit, dude. I got to get stuff done around the house. <laughs> hey, man, we go over there sometimes. And that kid just, I mean, he just goes around the island like he's an island boy. Just <laughs> running around, dude. He, just, he runs around about 12 times before you can be like, Cole. He'll be like, what? And just phew, takes off. The kid's awesome, man. He's just full of energy. Oh, man. I'm so great. Speaking of gratitude, man, I'm so grateful for that little kid. He is, dude, he's just such a ball of joy. He's such a ball of joy, man. And, you know, all kids are, you know, because they're pure and, but man, I'm biased. Obviously my son is, is very special to me. And I, it's something I've waited for, for a long time. So, um, you know, growing up, I was like, I want to have a boy just like me one day. And, uh, now I do after I've shifted, which is a good thing because I could have been raising a totally different young man. Yeah. Um, just because I lived from an egoic place and a place that was not always centered, not always centered in my heart. So divinely timed. Man, mm-hmm. So I could raise a heart-centered man mm-hmm. that's going to bring and leave the world better than he found it. Yep. 
So shout out to Cole. I know <laughs> you're never going to hear this. Well, maybe one day. He'll hear it um, one day when we're on those big plat- platforms Yeah, next to Rogan. Getting paid by getting, those big platforms because we're already on them. Getting paid. Yeah. To give back, honestly. Just to give back, man. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. So, yeah, my favorite part of the day was a little bit of chat time. Still doing my chores, but it was chores without a five-year-old. Dad, 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 dad. <laughs> hey, dad. Hey, dad. Play this. Hey, dad. Let's do this. Hey, dad. Uh, so, yeah, that was my favorite part. Man, that's not, that <laughs> sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was, man. It was. Had the Andrew Huberman podcast playing in the background as mm-hmm. I did my chores. That's a great man, podcast. Gosh, man, that... That is a brilliant, brilliant man. If you haven't ever heard his podcast, it's it goes by his name, correct? It's just yeah, I an think An-, it's An Andrew Huberman show. Huberman Lab. Yeah. Some. I, I hey, maybe know. Huberman. Huberman. Just type that in. Yeah, it's there one we of go. the top podcasts. It's yeah. man, this guy is he a neuroscientist? Yes, I believe so. And he teaches at Stanford, and man, just a really, really brilliant mind. And and the way he breaks it down, and he can put it in a layman terms where where yeah. most people can understand it. So. Yeah. Uh, for me, when I seek information and people that I enjoy listening to, it's so crucial, somebody that I can actually interpret and and bring the information into my reality yep. instead of just hearing it. It's like, oh, this guy sounds really fucking smart, but I have no clue what he's talking about. You know, yeah. So that that's really important when you're finding people that you listen to. Yeah. Find somebody that speaks at your, at your level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, it's very important. So, yeah. And... And I think also growing yourself to to people that don't speak to your level too. Oh yeah, amen. Um, like so for me, and that speaks to me like with Jordan Peterson, mm. because I really like what he talks about and the message that like he's uh, sending. But not all the time do I understand what he's talking about, and right. like I have to go back and like dissect words and take it and look it up and go to this video and look at that. But eventually it makes it makes sense. And right. some of it sticks, right. but not all of it. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I guess it's planting seeds. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and then you can just dive deeper into those seeds later. Right. For sure. That's exactly what it does. Beautiful, yeah. bro. That, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Excellent point. So, obviously, with Thanksgiving being tomorrow, happy holidays, everybody. Yep. Um, what does gratitude mean to you, brother? gratitude just means a way of life like a way of looking at things a way of living a way of perceiving things um and literally just being grateful um it's literally just the like the way i live now like i'm having a hard time explaining it so i think the best way to do it is like give you examples like when i'm running every morning i'm just I was, I think in my head, I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for that. Like, I'm so lucky, like, to be alive right now. Like, and I have so much, my attitude has changed so much on on life. It's no longer like a burden. It's like, dude, I'm so blessed that I get to live this thing. And just finding the good in everything. I mean, you could always find the bad in, in everything you look at. But in order to have gratitude, I think you have to have an object to be grateful for. So, I mean, you could look at that object one way or the other. And I just, I feel like I've practiced lately where I, I choose to look at it in a, in a grateful 
since. And uh, good God, I can't believe I'm able to do something like this or have something like this or love somebody that way or admit my mistakes and fucking grow because of it. Like, I'm so thankful and lucky and just it's 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 incredible opportunity and i think saying just saying stuff like that and speaking it out loud and actually believing it and living it is is gratitude amen what do you think man you, you said it really well uh, for me gratitude came into my life i was it's not something that i've always been really familiar with obviously i knew what gratitude was but as far as adopting it as a as a mindset and an attitude towards life uh, it's only been the past four five years same as you know yeah and when, when we both really started this journey of diving within ourselves and, yeah. and becoming the best version of ourselves, for me gratitude was probably if not the most important in my journey it was up there in my top two or three yeah and the tools that i used so when I really started to do a lot of self-inquiry and whatnot, I just started giving thanks yeah. for, for everything. And, and I made six months of gratitude videos. And that was actually my start in my video making too with, yeah. with my Facebook page and then what evolved into the YouTube channel. And now here we are making a podcast. Yeah. Um, is really the beginning of my journey started with gratitude. Yeah. And I just got on every day and I picked one thing in my life, whether, you know, some days it was people in my life. Other days it was events that have happened in my life. Other days it was uh, baseball, for instance, mm -hmm. um, emotions, uh, man, just anything that came to my heart that day, I would speak on it in, you know, a three to five minute video, just mm -hmm. how grateful I am and what it meant to me. Mm -hmm. And I would really sink into that space and feel that not just talk about it, but like, before I'd start talking about it, I'd sink into that like, oh, man, like you said, I'm so blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm so, I truly am grateful. Mm -hmm. So just taking those two or three minutes to sink into that grateful space and then share it to reinforce it into my reality. And then on top of that, it was a form of video journaling for mm -hmm. myself. And I would go back and I'd watch my own videos mm -hmm. and watch my, my body language and my eye movements and the way I emphasize things and it really just opened up this magical world that I now call my reality, you know, mm -hmm. as far as um, how I perceive things. So super, super powerful tool to start to unlock the shit that we bury in our subconscious, you know, and it, it opens you to the divine flow of information and healing and <sighs> abundance, man. Abundance, you know, so Amen. gratitude is, is really really important this it's one of the keys that has un <clears throat> has unlocked who i am today i mean i think one of the ways i got started and i think you could agree to this is was writing down three things i was grateful for like that's it like that's how the ball got rolling and that has turned into this today years of practice mm -hmm. and like to give an ex like an example of this like today I was at work and someone that's getting the job at, um, at our place, like couldn't figure out how to get like this signature done on their phone. So they needed to come in to, to my place and use the computer and like 
for me to help them is really what it was. And like the corporate center called me and they were like, do you think you would have time to do that? Like, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'd be grateful for that. Like, yes, please. Like, let's, let's do that opportunity. Like, come on, like, where's he at? And that's just something that's changed. Like normally I would be like, like, this person can't figure this out. Like what, what's wrong right, with them? Your judgments and everything. Yeah. What's, out. what's wrong with them? And no, I was like, no, please come on in. And then end up like he almost finishes on the computer. He's like, I'm just going to try it one more time on my phone. Works on his phone. <laughs> and it was just like, and this person's going to be working at our, at our place. He's the new maintenance person. And it was just like, man, he was like, well, guess I didn't need the computer or to stop by. I was like, yeah, he did. I was like, so we could see each other again, right. man. You're going to be working with me. And like, this is going to be Boom. awesome. Beautiful perspective, brother. So just a, just an everyday tool. Yeah. You can use it in a lot of different situations. Yeah. Every situation. You know, one, one thing I pray. Yeah, like, true. Very true. Every. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Every. So for me, one thing that my prayer entails is um, giving thanks for the lessons that have been bestowed upon me, both good and bad. And that's kind of what I was alluding to in in every situation because life doesn't always hand us roses, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, we go through a lot of difficult times and a lot of very painful times. But when you can dig deep into the happening, you can start to see the silver lining Mm -hmm. and you can start to see where these negative events, and I wouldn't even call them negative. A lot of people would look at them like that, but um, impactful. It, yeah, painful. Ooh, okay. You know, pain, painful events that we experience, whether it be death of a loved one or loss of a relationship. But when you can dive in to that and say, "What? What is this trying to show me? Hmm. Like, how? How is this happening for me? You know, I, I know we've talked about it a lot. Life is not happening to us." It's happening for us so yeah. we can evolve and grow and, you know, even the bad things are for us. And some of the bad times or the the painful times are our greatest teachers because it shows us areas that no longer serve us or areas that we can shift in and, you know, evolve just a little bit every day with that. So gratitude for the, the difficult times is just as important than you know getting a a promotion and be like oh i'm so grateful for for this extra money in this new position you know getting fired from a job man i'm grateful because now i can start new i all i did was complain and was unhappy at this last place anyway so you know whatever your situation may be finding the gratitude in it can really alleviate a lot of that pain and sorrow that you're a lot of people feel including myself Mm -hmm. you know so super powerful and, and a little story to, to go with gratitude. And I know I told it, but for any of you new listeners, like three months into doing those gratitude videos, my wife and I went to uh, Naples, Florida for a vacation and we get to the car rental place. Once we land and the guy upgrades our car, he's like, how would you like to drive a Range Rover sport? <laughs> And, and like that's my that's like my retirement like oh man they're classy they're they're fast it's something that i have looked towards as a retirement type of vehicle for a long time and i'm like you know that would be sweet but i'm not really trying to pay the money he's like i can actually save you 75 bucks 
And I'm like, holy shit, yes, please. So go out and get a blacked out, oh my gosh, Range Rover Sport. And then we get to the hotel and they upgraded our hotel room to a suite, like a dual balcony suite that the bathroom overlooked the ocean, like 15 stories up. This place was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's when it hit me. Yeah. I was like, it's the gratitude. gratitude videos. It's the gratitude, man. That was like one of my first big confirmations of, hey, man, you are fucking doing great. Keep up the great work. Mm-hmm. Because before I would be in the lobby bitching that I didn't have towels or the linens were dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like different mindset was creating different realities for me in Mm -hmm. most of my life where I was the one showing up like unhappy with the current situation that I found myself in, Mm -hmm. you know? So who super powerful, man, super, super powerful. And the thing is you can express gratitude in three to five minutes a day. Yeah. It's not a daunting task. Mm-mm. You just have to feel feel into that space mm-hmm. and express. You know. Yeah, I look I look for little nuggets all day long. I mean, I spend the majority of my time at work, and um, I mean, like just just today, I uh, I text one of the coworkers that um, was supposed to come over and help us this past week. And they were sick, and I just had a thought today. I was like. Yo, just text him and see how he's feeling. Like, tell him you're grateful for him and, like, all the service that he does. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and so much fun. Yeah, man. And that's beautiful because not only is that, like, a living your authentic, like, beautiful self in your path, but the healing effects that it could have on somebody could change their whole trajectory mm-hmm. to where they may have gotten better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That message of like, oh, someone's grateful for me. I'm feeling like shit. Like that moment of uplifting within that person's psyche, that mm-hmm. ripple that you created with that message, mm-hmm. they could be better in the evening time. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there's there's no way to measure that really. Mm-hmm. But I believe and I know the effects of those those high frequency actions mm-hmm. and state of minds, how powerful they can be in healing and and just love, man, and connection, you know. It's an ocean, man. Whatever wave you're putting out is the wave that's coming back. Yeah. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, we all live in this sea. You can put out waves of positivity or you can put out waves of negativity. So either way. Yep. It's all good. It is all good. Like Snoop would say, it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> Snoop, I actually just saw him. Uh, we watched the roast of Donald Trump the other day. Oh, so it's funny. A, it's an old one, but yeah. it was the only roast that we hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And we really enjoy stand-up comedy. Yep. Who doesn't like to laugh? Dude, I love it. And, and dude, it was I'm, hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> I watched some funny stand-ups lately. Yeah. Shane Gillis, his stand-up. It's on YouTube. It's super funny. Yeah. Man, one thing that I would like to um, express my gratitude for this past weekend, we had Friendsgiving. Yeah. And, you know, a bunch of us got together and we we had a meal and then we just connected and talked and played games. And, man, I am just so grateful for all of the people I have in my life, both my family, obviously, but the, the circle of friends that I have and that continues to ever expand with 
opening mm-hmm. ourselves and man it's really beautiful it's, yeah. it's really really beautiful and it means so much to me uh, to be able to connect with people you know and and it's so important because we get caught up in, in life and we get caught up in the daily monotonous uh, activities and schedules that we have that we forget to connect mm-hmm. and uh, in a loving sense and in a fun sense you know we connect with people with business and appointments and all coaching and sports and whatever you may have going on in your life. But it's so important to sit back and relax and connect Mm -hmm. with no other intention other than to connect. Yeah. Connection appointments. I like it. Ooh, connection appointments. I like that. Yeah, that's good, man. It's something I'm super grateful for. Yeah. Super, super grateful for. Yeah, it was cool, man. I was, I was there. Yes, you were. And you stayed up really late. I stayed up really late. And I told you how grateful I was for you staying up probably about 15 times, man. Which was, which was really awesome. I was, I'm I'm happy to, to, to do that. I know it means a lot to you and it means a lot to me too. So we had a great time. Thank you. It was awesome. Absolutely was. Yeah. Felt a little rough the next day, but yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, it's all worth it. It's all, it's all love. Because, yeah, because when we do have those times, um, and a lot of them are at your and Brittany's house, which is I'm grateful for. Um, when we do get together, it's like we stay up all night. Yeah. You know, we we chill, we play games, we party. We, you know, everybody's around. Like the whole family's there. Like. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. We go all out when we do go party. Yeah, absolutely. And man. connect. It's it's pretty awesome. It's like letting our inner children out, man. Yeah, play yeah. a game, listen to music. Yeah, dancing, know, dancing with no self judgment. It's it's really beautiful, man. So mm-hmm. I'm super grateful for this past weekend. Yeah, and Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, you know, one thing that was cool on that Andrew uh, Huberman podcast that i was listening to he talks about the the neuroscience of gratitude and how mm-hmm. you know there are now um brain scans and different neurological studies that have shown that gratitude expressing gratitude and having a gratitude practice can lead to higher motivation Believe less it. anxiety yep. um, man there's some really profound studies and, and a lot of stuff he talks about that I, i'm not qualified to talk about just because he's a neuroscientist and he breaks it down into language i don't always understand like we talked about earlier yeah but, um man it, it's really beautiful and, and one point that he talked about was gratitude releasing serotonin mm. as opposed to dopamine yeah. and he touched on the difference between that and the serotonin triggers internal fulfillment Mm-hmm. And the dopamine is more the external, external world, yeah. And I've I've never heard it put that way or discussed yeah. that way, and that's that's really important for your fulfillment to come from your inner world, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to your outer world. With dopamine is like getting likes on Facebook or on social media, and I'm not saying those things are bad, but we can get addicted to those things to where we can't have happiness without them. So having that internal fulfillment through gratitude and, and through um, doing the inner work, really. Yeah. Um, it's super yeah. powerful. So that was cool. Yeah. It's a much more sticky 
situation you know like mm-hmm. uh it tends to stick more the like serotonin mm-hmm. like you said i believe that it's the inner inner work that that sticks around for the longest for sure absolutely i would agree with that without seeing any sort of science or anything but yeah. yeah he does do a great job of that and and it's fun to see that stuff um just living proof of it right here it's right. anecdotal Amen. it's it's anecdotal but like you can come talk to me any day right. i have less anxiety because of being grateful and showing gratitude and having practices in my daily life yeah that's it absolutely man so do we want to dive in do you want to read the passage to the to the book this week yeah let's let's read it i haven't read it in a long time and um someone was like maybe it's just because it's a powerful topic tonight but like someone was like just read it and i didn't read it until right before the podcast right so it's a uh it is a passage out of the book of awakening uh by mark Nepo. Nepo. Um, which his name spelled backwards is open. Um, which, I, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. Nice, dude. His last name. Um, but it's a passage out of this book. It's a daily passage. Um, and it reads as such. <clears throat> November 24th. The need to continue. Older now, you find holiness in anything that continues. The longer I wake on this earth, the louder the quiet things speak to me. The more I experience and survive, the more I find truth in the commonalities we all share. The the more pain softens me, the deeper my joy and the greater the lessons of those things that live in great stillness. Before I had cancer, I used to complain so much, annoyed that every chore would need to be done again, that the grass would grow back as soon as I'd cut it. Now I'm in awe of how it will grow no matter what you do to it, how I need that knowledge. Now, 12 years from that bed, I am standing in a gentle rain, each drop a whisper of simple things I will never understand. Now, there is is only air in the sky of heart heart waiting to rain. Now, I am thinner, grayer, brighter, less able to say, And my heart has learned more on this side than it will ever let me know. Now, I want I want you to learn how to kiss an orange, unpeeled, and taste the juice. Twelve years ago, the unasked for growth disappeared, and, praise this life, I have been shedding ever since. Now, all that remains is my armless heart wanting to live. The need to continue. Beautiful, brother. Good job. Thank you, dude. Absolutely. I like the very first line. The longer I wake on this earth, the louder the quiet things speak to me. Mm -hmm. The internal stuff. Beautiful. Very fitting. Yeah. You know, that's that's one thing I always appreciate about that book is the, the more you flow with life you'll start to see things like books and stuff flow with you and come in and play into the topic of what you got going on yeah for sure what what are your feelings with that book and dude or that passage i'm sorry 
Well, the passage, I, I like the very first sentence sticks out to me. You know, the, the, the more I, the more I experience this life, the more I wake on the earth, mm -hmm. the, again, the louder, the, the quiet things are speaking, like the internal things, the, the stuff that you have to get really quiet in order to hear, which is kind of a crazy, like a conundrum really. Mm -hmm. So and that's just what I've really devoted my life to is getting quiet and listening and then acting. That's what it means to me. And the older I get, I I just feel like the more the perspective has changed into, like he said, like a chore that just would need to be done again. You look at it in awe of like, wow, I can't believe I, I can do this. And then I get to do it again. Right. And then I get to do it again. And then I get to do it again. I don't know. I, I, I think of. Um, I think of being a uh, when I'm sixty, and I want to be a run like I want to be able to run marathons over, and over, and over again. It's just, that's just my my mentality. That's just, that's just my gratitude towards life. That's just the way I live. And I'll get quiet enough to hear the things that will allow me to do that and allow me to be. Because there's so many different things that go into that. Not just the physical capability of it. Also boundaries. Also a whole lot of discipline. Stuff like that. Amen. Yeah. Amen, brother. So, so this week, aside from gratitude with Thanksgiving... Eric and I have decided to to open up and be vulnerable. You know, we talk a lot about um, knowledge and information that we've picked up along the way. But um, part of why we created this roundtable and why we decided to podcast is so we could be authentic and raw and, and share our experiences, including the painful ones, because... Yep. Not many people talk about their painful experiences. You know, it's all rainbows and sunshine, especially on, on social media. But we all go through and we all have things that we're dealing with that are difficult to talk about and not always easy to talk about. And so we thought it was important to share a, a bit about some difficult things that we're going through at the moment in our lives. So um, yeah. beautiful topic, Eric. What What made you want to go this direction this week with this well it's just been speaking to me um it's something that i've read in books lately and the topic for me and and chad opened it up to something more is is mother wounds and open wounds mm -hmm. and really i feel like that's like the last like portion of this of this thing that i have to open up on and like for for my flower to really blossom like i have to open up to this and it's going to teach me so many lessons but it's it's come up lately um in a book i read uh from a man that i really admire uh jason wilson he took he talked about the mother wound and how it affected him in his life and i think at least for me, sometimes it's hard to talk about because first, like, I don't want to put, like, paint, like, a negative picture because first, I, I'm not a saint. 
Like I've, I've done, I got blood on my hands too. But then also sometimes I don't know how to talk about it, like how to package it. Like we, like we were saying the other day, Mm -hmm. but I think I've got some good points that, and really as I've sat down and looked at them, I'm like, wow, like this is me and this is what I've worked on. So this isn't somebody else. This, this is me. Right. It's been eye opening, but it's been coming up. It started in the book. He explained how he worked through his mother wound. Um, he encouraged me to take a deeper look at myself and what I'm trying to do on earth and the waves I'm trying to move and really pushed me to, to confront that. Um, and last night I did, I confronted it head on. Um, and I think at the end of it, it was a, it was a very net positive. Um, we committed to doing something once a month, mom and I, and to grow our bond, make stronger connections and just be more open. Yeah. So that's where it ended. Um, but it's been, it's just been coming up a lot, the book, and then my own emotions. Um, I just feel like that, not that I have everything figured out, not by any means, but there's this, there's this mountain that just keeps coming up. And every time I perfect myself in, in something else, it keeps coming back. And so now, like, it's time to shed light on it and it's time to grow from it. And here we are. So I said it the other day. I said, I'd like to open this up and, and talk about this cause I need to get it out. And here we are with the action. Boom. So that's why. And also because I feel like we have an incredible opportunity to not only help ourselves, but help other people that listen to this podcast because I feel like we all have open wounds that continue to hurt us on the inside that we express to people, maybe not through our voice, but through our emotions and through our actions becomes our outside voice. And then our outside voice becomes our own inside action. Yeah. So I think it's a very important thing, and I think that everybody could benefit from it. So a combination of all those things, I thought it was pretty important to talk about. And if it's not talked about now, it never will be. It'll just keep getting pushed under. Yeah. The fear is very great of talking about something like this. Yeah. But it's the fear that I continue to run straight towards. What, what do you think the fear is behind talking about that? So first off, I don't want to paint a negative picture. Right, right. Secondly, um, I think the bigger thing is, and it stems from another wound that was created, was speaking my voice, um, going against an opposing idea. That's, that's another reason, because may not always agree 
The other party may not always agree with me and I may not always agree with them on things. And just the uncertainty of that, I learned from a very young age that like that could result in physical violence. Mm -hmm. And it still comes out in me today. Like I still like have trouble telling people what's really on my mind because for fear that like they're literally going to punch me in the face. Like it's so wild that I think that, but it does crosses my mind. So there's a fear of someone metaphorically just punching me in the face if I say something wrong. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong. It's all my feelings. Right. My feelings aren't wrong. Amen. My feelings aren't wrong. They're me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not wrong. And I'm not right either. But I'm willing to grow. Yeah. Willing to climb that mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it was met on the other side. With somebody that was willing to climb the mountain with you, huh? I think so. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's it's been it's been a long time coming and certainly my growth was a long time coming as well. We talked about that too. We talked about how just, you know, just how I was a straight asshole at one point. Just a badass little young adult doing whatever I wanted. Punching people in the face. Punching people <laughs> in the face, yes. And um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was met with, you know, it was uncertain for me too. Again, because I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to always package it and be and hold my emotions in line, um, which is another after learning about this kind of stuff is another trait that comes from a mother wound is not feeling confident about yourself, not feeling not feeling sure of who you are and what you're saying. Hmm. That's another yeah. place that it comes from. Yeah. Like the divine feminine within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the divine fem- feminine that I, you know, that I learned from was one of kind of take a back seat. Mm-hmm. Let things slide. You know, on the opposite side of that, the male side was a loving dude, but generally pretty aggressive. So take the ground that that mom gave. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's and so the inability to to regulate emotions and 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 be confident and be centered when I talk about this kind of stuff is is all growth for me. Um, it's something that I realized when I went to the lender center that like I had no control over my emotions as I would fly off the wall at anything. I mean, even the sight of like, um, like my, like my dad calling, I I mean, I couldn't even handle that. It was, I couldn't even handle talking about anything related to my parents Mm -hmm. at one point. Yeah. I get pissed off and just so pessimistic about the whole situation. Yeah. So that's that's been one of the big ones is the ability to regulate emotions, ability to to keep myself calm. And um it's a trait I learned early on. Yeah. You know, I can really relate with that with with a mother wound is you know, I I've gone through my own with with my mom and I I know I've alluded to some of some of them. But man, a lot of what you said resonates like taking the backseat a lot of times and again to to kind of piggyback off what Eric said the 
what makes me able to talk about this is I've had conversations with my mother and we've, we've worked through these things. And again, I don't, I don't want to paint a bad picture of my mother either because she's a wonderful mother and she's always done her best. And, um, so, but growing up, my, my biological father leaving early on, you know, I, I looked at my mom and blamed my mom a lot for that, even though, you know, cognitively I couldn't rationalize that a relationship takes two people and that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a two way dance and a, mm-hmm. a lot of information that I gained later on in my life as an adult made a lot more sense of that situation. But yeah. as a, as, as a kid that's five years old and kids up to seven absorb everything in their reality. And it really becomes the, the basis of, of who they're going to become. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I blamed my mom for that for a long time. And then, um, there was a stent in my, in my, school years of high school where I would see my mom sleeping on the couch, um, you know, laying on the couch constantly just in a depressed state. And I was so callous to it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, get up and do something with yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. so that empathy was shut off at a very, very young age. And I would just see that and I would judge it and like, what, I don't understand. It, it never calculated to me how somebody could just lay there in their own misery. Yeah. You know, so, um, and I, and that's something I still struggle with. Um, I, I, it stems from being hurt early on, but, and it's evolved through my own healing process to understand that, man, not everybody can handle things the way I can. Not mm. everybody internalizes and, and works through things like I can. And that's mm. really so important for me to get outside of myself and outside of my ego and how I push through, you yeah. know, because I, I'm a person of action. You know, if I don't like something, I'm going to just change it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been that simple. And I'm gratitude, <laughs> super grateful that I do have that strength and ability within myself, whether it was something that was God given or something that I've, I've evolved into through my own processes, which both, I guess, is mm-hmm. the same thing, essentially. Mm-hmm. But um, so now I'm able to have empathy. And that's also what's led to the conversations that I've had with my mother and being able to open up to her like, hey, mom, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I viewed you this way. And this yeah. is why we haven't been close. And this is why I've kind of always viewed you as a, a victim mindset in my life. And and we're just man, my mom and I are extremely different. Yeah. You know, when, when I call and talk to you, we talk about positive uplifting things. When I call and talk to my mother, it's like, I've got this going on and I got to go to the doctor for this. And it's like my own judgments coming from what she has going on in her life Mm -hmm. because I view them as negative. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really, and it's callous and it's something that I always work on. But, um, yeah, that's a totally can relate to that. What you said about your mom, man, mm. and, and being a mess emotionally, not being able to regulate my own emotions. Yeah. And for, for me, it was empathy. Mm. It shut off because of my mother wound. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. They say, yeah, they, they whoever they is, the experts out there or people that I've listened to today, they say that that, you know, comes with the territory. I don't remember where I was going with that. Yeah. It's difficult, man. It's yeah. it's a difficult topic to discuss because your mother's your your nurturer, you know? Yeah. 
Very, very much so. It is. It's. It's a. It's a hard one, and and it just. I don't know. I I told yeah I so I learned last night that um, I've told her this before, but I told my mom last night that um, you know that I have resentment towards towards her for like again I know she was doing the best that she could and I would have never turned out the way that I am today so right grateful um, but I do get upset about it sometimes like just my you know it was a physically violent in physically um, engaging environment in my household like and also verbal mm-hmm. stuff going on you know so it was it was just so it was so tough to understand that and I don't know the ability to like to understand that just it wasn't there so it was very confusing yeah yeah so do you you think you you said Uh, resentment oh yeah yeah. so yeah like resentment I I held resent for for her just in my view, like taking a backseat and allowing it to, to go on mm-hmm. with little to no repercussion. I know she got angry about it, like towards my dad, but me feeling like a little kid, like, you know, I was like, man, can't believe somebody would just let that go on. Right. So there's, there's a lot of like, well, there's father and mother wound there, you know? Yeah. And, it's just, it was just a recipe, man. But that was a that was the first time, at least I thought, which I was probably drunk and probably angry and yelled at her the last time I told her this. But I thought I had told her last night for the first time that I was I held resentment for that. Yeah. And she let me know that that was not the first time. So I was wrong. And um, yeah, and that sucks. And I don't. And I don't mean any harm in it, but I, I feel like we all, again, have this hurt inside of us. And unless we grow on it, unless we talk about it, it can boil over and just explode. To your question, though, I just remember what you were going to say. It was a resentment question. Yeah, you answered it. Oh, okay. When you went back to it. Yeah. <clears throat> just like I was wondering – just like the resentment come from the inaction and, and you said it beautifully yeah. and I could see that, man. I could definitely, definitely see that. And that's kind of, you know, it, it's same feelings, different circumstances for sure. You know? Yeah. You know, the inaction of, of, for me, my mom getting off the couch and doing more for her, for mm-hmm. herself to, for her own happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we had a pretty beautiful talk last week and, and my mom, never realize how traumatizing it was for me because I have been somebody that's always internalized and I haven't been real open about sharing my feelings. Haven't been real open about even showing that I had feelings. You know, I've kind of always been this callous guy that just gets quiet when I'm feeling some type of way um, and and internalized it, which Mm -hmm has been a strength of mine, but it also has been a detriment to me at times where it piles up and it backlogs and I start to distract myself with other things, 
you know, whether in the past it had been drugs and alcohol when I was young or um, whatever it was that I was distracting myself with and, and not really engaging the wounds, you know, just putting a Band-Aid on them and turning a blind eye knowing that it was not going to not gonna go away, you know. And I think as, speaking of going away and healing, one thing that kind of always – you're good, brother – that always kind of gets me when we talk about healing is you hear a lot that, Oh, time will heal, you know, give it time for me that time suppresses time. Doesn't always heal. And, And I would almost say time never heals. It just suppresses deeper and you think it's healed. And then when you're 55 years old, it, it comes back as, as a medical issue, as a heart issue. You know, now you have heart disease because you have all these problems of your emotional heart and your spiritual heart that you haven't addressed. And now, boom, the physical world is manifesting that heartache, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, it's so important to understand that time does not heal. It's conscious action, consciously going through the pain, feeling, forgiving, and releasing. Mm-hmm. Feeling, forgiving, and releasing. Let that shit go. Feel it. Yeah, it's painful. It's going to hurt. You've got to bring it back to the surface to get it out of your being, whether it be physical, spiritual, metaphysically. They're all tied together. And if it stops showing up in your psychological world because you've suppressed it into your subconscious, which is your physical body, guess where it's going to show up? (laughs) In your physical body. Mm -hmm. So take time to heal those wounds and look at them and discuss them, you know, whether it be with your mother or your father or whoever, a best friend, a wife, a husband, <sighs> talk about it. People talk. Talk <clears throat> therapy is, is awesome. It is man. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Yep. Just like, uh, just like talking about this. I mean, um, one of the things, and I even I even mentioned it to you. I think I packaged it differently, but um, another one of the you know the traits that can be can be passed along is like fear of displeasing others. Um, so I mentioned this to you the other day. I was like, before I before I talk about this, like I wanna I wanna I wanna talk to my mom about this, like and 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 I almost said run it by her. And that is a is a perfect example because someone that has that trait like has a fear of displeasing and someone that has a mother wound that specifically their mother or others. And I have that fear. I don't I don't want to displease her. And rightfully so. She's my mom, you know. But I felt like talking about true events that actually happened and my true feelings was going to displease somebody. And again, there goes punch in the face. There goes me hurt. And right. down the drain we go. Mm-hmm. Turn yeah. back to the mountain. Turn back to the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Go down a different way. Yeah. Go to a different one. Yeah. Exactly, man. That's exactly right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mentioned that to you. But, yeah, we, we did have that talk. And um, and whether, <laughs> whether she approved or not, it was going to happen. Right. But... Uh, cause that's, it's, that's not what I was seeking. Right. I wasn't seeking approval. Right. You're seeking healing. Seeking <clears throat> healing. Only in it to help. Absolutely. Yeah. Only in it to grow. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, at the surface, sometimes it may appear that we're hurting the other person, but they have to lay in bed at night and, and they're going to observe that from a, a less emotional place than a, a reactive emotion. Eventually, you know, it may take some time for that heavy emotion to wear off, but it's going to be something that they consciously think about. And when you can model like, hey, you know, I, I don't have any hard feelings towards you. I just need to work through this so I can evolve. Yeah. Um, it creates that space like, you know what? You know, I, I really would like to emulate that path of, mm-hmm. of healing, you mm-hmm. know, not that they have to take the exact path. But the fact that, hey, this may be something that I need to address to heal it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's equally as important with, with having that conversation is just like showing people the way of freeing yourself of that mm-hmm. whatever that is in your life it's it's weight it's extra baggage it's it's unnecessary you know so yeah there was there was also a time in my life when i sought out sought out nothing but other people's approval for things I mean, especially when it came to a job or literally ask people, like, "Hey, what do you think about this job? You know, that's cool. Do you do you like it? Like, oh shit, I never even thought about that. Right. I'm supposed to like it, right? Wait, <clears throat> that was like second nature for me. Like, I was like, wait a second, I've never thought about that before. Yeah, the external validation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, and just the people pleaser in me. Yeah, it was like, uh please everybody else about myself and then I'll be great at this job and I'll please everybody else again and I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, re- it's really funny how life works out because I, I, my mother wound made me go the other way. Like made me super calloused to where I didn't give a shit what anybody thought, mm-hmm. you know, and I burned a lot of bridges that way by not giving anybody. And that was, it wasn't that I was tough. It was I was closed off. Mm. You know, it wasn't there was no strength in that. There's mm. no strength of of not caring what people think in, in an egoic sense. Of course, you want people to be happy and you want people um, to connect with you and love you. You know, those are natural human emotions. But like um, like you were talking about, the it, it becomes a little out of balance where we're like, hey, I don't know if I like it. I'll like it if you like it, mm-hmm. but it's your work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, and I went the complete opposite way. I just totally closed off and closed all of that pain within me. Mm-hmm. So when other people's pain came to me, I wasn't receiving it because mm-hmm. it's like, whatever, I'm, I've got my own shit in here. <laughs> You're holding into some other stuff. Right. Yeah. Couldn't allow it in. Right. And now I understand that that's actually a weakness. But then I thought I was just the strongest man ever. Right. <laughs> you know, yep. I'm like, oh, nothing bothers me. Mm hmm. It's like, no, you're just emotionally shut off. Yeah. You know, happy or angry, that's it. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> wide open or completely shut. Right. Fire hose or not at all. <laughs> right, man. Right. Whew. I, I love this. I love this round table, man. Mm. And I love you guys. And I love you, Eric. I love you man, too. This man. is. <sighs> um, Something that uh, my mom and I talked about last night that I didn't quite understand until actually today uh, when I started looking up what I was going to talk about and some talking points. Um, 
the inability to set boundaries was something I, I learned very early. And today, I would say my ability to set boundaries is super strong. Um, I set them very well. Almost too well sometimes. But that's the way I like it. Yeah. Yep. One of those things that we talked about last night was how I don't have like notifications on. And the way that's boundaries for me is not allowing different energy to intercept me when it wants to, but when I want to. Right. And so like, that's the way I set my boundaries when it comes to interacting with others. I do it on my time and also on others, but the majority when it comes with interacting with people, it's a lot on my time, especially when it comes to the phone. So she was like, why, why do you do that? And I was like, well, because I'm a peaceful, I'm a pretty peaceful person. And I just don't like all of those notifications going off. There's so much already that's happening in my mind and in the world that all these dings and sounds and notifications bips. and bips and yeah, like <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't need that. Right. Uh, it's, it's overwhelming. And she made a very valid point. She was like, well, what if I really need to get a hold of you? And I was like, well, has that happened yet? And <laughs> she was like, no. And I was like, well, I get it. I was like, we're pretty much the same person, though. I mean, you go to bed at like, you know, 9 o'clock. So do I. You get up at like 4. Me too. So I still have my phone. Right. If you really need me, you know I'm there. Yeah. I got you. Right. She was like, Okay, but she didn't understand, and I get it, and um, that's fine. So, because like just the, again the sign of the times. Yeah, yeah. You know that that was something I struggled with, and and one one incident that really sticks out to me is I was having a conversation with James, and there were times where he would I would see that he read my messages, but he wouldn't respond for like a day. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like, and he was like, you know, I, I live a much different life than you, yeah. you know, and he really broke it down. And then you, you were doing it. And I'm like, oh man, this all makes sense. Yeah. You know, but for me, that was hard for me to understand. Like, bro, you saw my message. It takes 30 seconds to reply. Mm-hmm. Not understanding. Like you may not get the reply you want. It may not be a centered reply, you mm-hmm. know, plus the importance of staying present in the moment that you're in, you know, yeah. uh, that's, that's a lesson that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a beautiful lesson because those dings and boops and, and all those things that dopamine triggered, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's the external validation yeah. that we talked about. So it's a really I'm, beautiful point. Man. I'm very susceptible to. We all are, man. Very. With social media and shit, we all are. I mean, I love it. I think it just, you know, I was reading something today about, you know, the attention that we crave when we're little. You know, as a kid, you know, the attention that we like thrive for every day. And I just think it's coming out today. I know there's like different science on it and stuff. And it's, people say it's bad and this, that and the other. And, and, I, and I don't disagree with them. But it's like now we're just big kids searching for attention again. We're just, we're just being kids. And then the digital thing is just there somehow. Yeah. But that could survey does serve a question to somebody 
What does that really mean to you? Are you seeking validation? Right. How are you using it? Yep. So, yeah, I think it's important. I, I love to set boundaries, especially when, like, being present with somebody. And, um, like, if somebody messaged me on Facebook or something or Instagram or whatever, like, asking for help or asking, like, a, a question that I, like, I value their time. So, like, I make sure... I set aside time to even read the message because I understand how that can be perceived sometimes. Like you read the message and you didn't respond. Like you don't care about me or whatever. Yeah. No, I do. But sometimes uh, James made a good point. It's like, you just want to step back and come from a centered place and that's growth too. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times I just want to, again, people please and respond right away and And react instead of respond. Yeah. and, Yeah. And react instead of respond. So, it's going to get me in trouble because I'm people pleasing, which is an old trait that I, you know, trying to get away from mm-hmm. and then reacting never a good one. So only when there's a gun in the situation. <laughs> oh, wait, what was the, I can't remember the quote from a couple of episodes ago, but only when it's the only choice violence. Oh, vi- yeah. <laughs> when violence is an Religion, option, it's the, the only, only option. option. Yep. Me of that. Yeah, that's a good one. Steven Pinker oh, remembered his name. The stinker. <laughs> the old stinker. The old stinker himself. <laughs> oh um, man. <clears throat> but yeah, set, setting boundaries is, is something that I've that I've worked on. That I've I mean that I've learned a lot from you. Um and it's just it's, it's part of my growth. Um it's part of the traits that I'm that I'm changing. Um yeah. Amen, brother. That's yeah. one thing. That's one thing I've always always done well. Um, I I didn't always recognize them as boundaries, more walls, you know, mm-hmm. to not let anybody in mm-hmm. and just completely live my reality. And I've I've learned from you to find balance in that. And it's I know we've talked about it in the past, but it's really beautiful how the universe will bring people into your life to trigger you and and beautiful ways that you can evolve in and not trigger you in a sense of pissing you off or whatever but really trigger that introspective thought and and dive within of hey you know boundaries are are great but walls can really keep some beautiful things out yeah or some tough things in yeah absolutely like that's really good yeah boundaries you know like you can, <laughs> I was just thinking of situations I've said to people on, on the phone and it's kind of funny. Like I'll tell somebody, I mean, lately, like you got a few minutes to like, tell me what is wrong, but also like, we're going to talk about what's, what's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the situation has come up so many times. It's like, okay, but we're going to change that. We're going to talk about something positive. Boom. So that's the way, another way I set boundaries. It's like, oh, you, you can't just be a sponge of people's shit. <laughs> you know, it's you're going <laughs> to smell real <laughs> bad after a while. Or, or, or the resent grows. Or the resent grows, for sure. Yeah. For so. sure. Um, yeah, man. Any other talking points with your mom, bro? 
Um, I'm sure there's probably a million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, another thing um, that I've worked on is uh, not only being social, which just comes from a lack of uh, self-esteem, you know, seeing the confusion as a kid, it just computed into a lack of self-esteem for, for sticking around. And so not only have I made an, a strong effort to be more social, but also a couple weekends ago, inv- invited the dudes over to the house and we had a poker game here. Yeah, man, that was awesome. That was an awesome night. And that was monumental for my growth. Because like, then I was no longer just in the atmosphere. Like it was it was me conducting things. Holding like, the space. Yeah, holding the space, yes. And that's that's big because I feel like you have to have a lot of self trust in that situation. You have to have a lot of confidence in that situation. Um and you have to be poised. Like you have to be centered. Emotionally, I mean, you can't react to things that may or may not happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what you could be talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> and uh, wasn't me. Uh-uh. So <laughs> you know, and so that was a bit. That was a big growth point for yeah. for me. Um, and being social and just just a sign of the growth. Um, but yeah, I I feel good. Um, about the conversation that uh, that my mom and I had last night, um, I I had an idea. She doesn't know this yet, but I had an idea. I was like, "Yo, what? We've committed to doing something at least once a month, like for sure. Like no no ifs, ands, or buts. We're gonna schedule it. Like it's going down, and we're gonna go do an activity or something like that." And today, I had the thought. I was like, "We're going to get a mani pedi." Boom. Yep. Winning. Yep. That's uh, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be the first adventure. Um, that's something she likes to do. That's something that I'm open to and have never done before. And my uh, my hands and nails could and my feet could definitely use uh, some love. So that would be awesome to get to share that experience with her. So, that is awesome. Yeah, dude. So I'm excited about that. So we're going to do that. Um, you know, and that's how the call ended. It was, dude, it was a two, uh, almost two and a half hour call. Boom. Yeah. And, you know, we grew a lot. We cried, opened up. Um, it was awesome. And, um, yeah. And at the end of it, she was like, okay, we're going to do this. And, and she was like, you promise? And I was like, absolutely. I promise. I said, I love you. And that's what we kept it at. And that's where we're growing from here. Boom. Good job, brother. Thanks, dude. Way to Thanks, show dude. the way, man. Yeah, man. It's over, bro. Like, it's over. Mountain climb. I'm more. I'm like. I'm. I'm here purely to grow. It's over. There's no no looking back. It's over, for sure. So, um, yeah. <laughs> thanks for thanks for helping me talk about that. Absolutely, bro. Thank you for sharing, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Super grateful for that. And um, when you brought this topic up, I was like, yeah, man, that's it. That's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. So important to, to discuss because 
whether you're a, a man and you have mother wounds or you're a, a man and have father wounds or both or mm-hmm. a woman that has father it, wounds or uh or a mother that has son wounds because i've caused Ooh, some wounds yeah you know yeah for sure man i've definitely caused some wounds i got blood on my hands yeah so but i'm learning and i'm growing yeah, that's a, that's a huge one for me, man. I caused a lot of wounds. Uh, you know, my mother not understanding why I viewed her the way I did. Um, not understanding why I didn't talk to her as much as, as most mother-daughter or mother-son yeah. interactions. You know, I always kind of kept her at bay. You know, I mm-hmm. talked to her on the holidays and every now and then. And she always pointed out, like, hey, you only call me when you need something. Yeah, It's like, fuck, you're right. So that's definitely something I had to look at and address. And, you know, I, I still work on because I I find myself still getting caught up in the day-to-day and then needing a, a sitter for work or something. I'm like, hey, Mom. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, I haven't talked to you since the last time you asked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, shit. Um, so very important topic, man. Very, yeah. very important topic. Another topic, for what came to me is what – something that I'm currently dealing with in my life and my own inner growth is um, feeling like enough Mm. in my current situation. And, you know, there, there have been many points in my life where I've been solid and I feel solid now because I've really opened up, I opened up to you Mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit Um, on that night you hosted, you and I were the last ones up and the last ones here and, you really held space for me to open up about my relationship with Brittany and um, our current situation. Brittany works full-time as a nurse and I work part-time and that's been a huge transition for me Mm -hmm. and a huge surrendering of what I've struggled with is my own sense of self Mm. at times, you know, because all of my life I've been a hard worker and, and, you know, when Brittany and I started dating, I was in law enforcement. I worked law enforcement on the road at night, and then I worked in the jail, and I was also in the Marine Corps Reserve still at the time. So I, I had a 12-year career in the Marine Corps before that with reserve time included, and I've just always been a go-getter. Mm-hmm. You know, and Brittany's like, when do you sleep when we first started dating? And I was like, I'll sleep when I die. You know, I was just always grinding to to achieve that egoic success of of having a beautiful home and driving nice cars and having you know the american dream if you will and um my situation is very unique and not a lot of people know about this but in 2015 i i talked about my father's death at great length but um, some of the details of his death he was struck in traffic by by a tractor trailer and as a result of the accident my family um was awarded a a very large sum of money and it's not something that i've talked about because what i've come to learn over the past few weeks and that i've been holding on to it's almost um it's almost been a trigger of that not feeling enough Mm -hmm. because i didn't want people to view me as just somebody that was handed a boatload of money and now oh they they live the life Mm -hmm. you know and, and i felt for the longest time that 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 money that was given to me i almost felt resentful towards it because in my own mind i felt that it did away with all the hard work that i had done 
and had been putting in all of my life because here, here I am that I didn't feel like I earned it. And, um, it's called, it's caused a lot of not feeling enough issues. And there have been times where my, my wife and I, Brittany have had some stressful arguments and conversations and with her being the full-time provider, which this is a plan that, that we laid out, you know, when, when we received the lump sum of money, we sat down and said, Hey, this has the ability to change the whole trajectory of where we want to go in life. Mm -hmm. And we decided as a couple that I had accomplished quite a bit in my life with law enforcement and the, the military and whatnot, that she was going to go to nursing school and become a nurse. Mm -hmm. And she was going to be full time and I was going to stay at home with our new son. And so we did that and taking that back seat and the stress of her job led her into saying some things that really triggered that not feeling enough, mm. you know, and uh, in the process, I've recognized that that's just her work stress. You know, that's nothing that I've done. It's just her work stress being vented, mm. um, not always in the most healthy manner, but we always none of us express <laughs> emotions healthy every time. So um, just understanding that and understanding that this was a plan that we put in to, to action a long time ago, mm -hmm. man, and, and giving myself grace because I still struggle with it. Yeah. I still struggle with like, where is my place? Like my wife's the one providing financially, um, you know, I which is work part-time. Which is a thing in and of itself as a man. You yeah, know? for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a totally different role. Uh -huh. It's a totally different role that I've never been accustomed to and, and i think you're starting to see it a lot more with women really stepping into the work field over the last couple decades and mm -hmm. um but it's it's been very very painful and difficult for me and uh leaves me feeling uneasy a lot like what what are you gonna do next mm -hmm. you know what what are you doing you're not doing anything you know and there have been words that have reinforced that feeling or triggered that feeling within me when we, my wife and I have, have, we're very stubborn and very strong people. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of harsh words shared a lot yeah. of times, you know, and it's, it's something that we're, we're working on and we're going to actively look into couples therapy for, mm -hmm. because, you know, it, at the end of the day, we recognize it's, it's our stress that we're taking out on each other. And a lot of times we take our stress out on the, our closest person when we for don't, sure. When we don't manage it and, and we just become reactive and, mm -hmm. you know, uneasy in our own life. And um, it's really been coming. That mountain has been knocking on our backs for, for a while now, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it, feeling like I'm not enough, man. And it, and it triggers childhood wounds of dad leaving and just like, dude, it triggers a lot. Sure. You know, and it's been it's been something that's really, really been heavy on me because... Now I know and, and I feel and I'm, I'm moving towards it, but I've, I've done a lot with that, mm -hmm. with that gift and, mm -hmm. and, uh, something that I've come to understand and give myself grace with is that wasn't just giving to given to me. You know, I did do and go through a lot losing my father. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, Hey, here, here's a, a large sum of money. Yeah. 
I, I, I spent many of many of nights crying and bawling. You know, I didn't necessarily earn it in a traditional sense, but I earned it in tears and just sleepless nights and just pain of missing my father, you mm -hmm. know? So coming to that deeper understanding, like, dude, you can't change it, you know, and, and it's created so many blessings and so many experiences for me and my family and my, my circle of friends mm -hmm. and uh, strangers. And man, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of good with the gift that was given to me through mm -hmm. my father's passing. And mm -hmm. uh, it's really what led to my awakening, you know, my spiritual discovery of myself. And so it's been a blessing. Mm -hmm. So the silver lining in that is not allowing that situation of being given something make me feel like I didn't earn it, mm -hmm. but turning that into what a gift to share with, with people in need, you know, for sure. And that's what my father would have done. Absolutely. That's, that's the one thing. It's like anytime a, a financial situation comes up that I see and comes into my reality that I know I can help. There's always that ego, like, you know, but it, that's your money. Save it, you know, save for something for yourself. But then it's like, no, dude, your dad would have given it away. Mm -hmm. and, and I've come to adopt like this different mindset with money is as long as you keep the money flowing, going out, the money is going to flow in. So not tying that extra stress to man, I blew all the fucking money that was given to me, you know? Um, that's another. That's a whole other story and, yeah. and a whole other layer to it. Um, yeah. But, man, it's it's been a journey. It's mm -hmm. been a journey, and it's I've been embarrassed about it. Yeah. Now that I'm talking about it, it's something that I've been embarrassed about because not only was I given that large amount of money and kind of felt like I did away with that, but I also, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone you know i have a beautiful home no i was gonna say it still holds some value though right because I mean, for sure and, and some of my investments have really really paid off and, yeah. and that money has come back yeah. which has helped that understanding of money out money in mm -hmm. because i did a, i really really did a lot with that money from you know, I don't. I don't mean to sound braggadocious, and that's why I don't. No. That's why I don't talk about it because yeah, it I, sounds like a little dirty, like you're bragging about the good deeds you've done. But no, I, I could agree to that. You, you, you gave away a lot of it, like in in a good faith sense, like you expected nothing back. Right. No, I watched you, man. Like pure, like I think you said it best. Like that's what he would have done. That's what he would have wanted. Yeah, man. Like it, you know. And you, and you did a lot of great things with it, and you still have a lot of awesome stuff, like you said, investments in your house, and which we went to last weekend for Friendsgiving, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, man. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's beautiful, and but that, you know, those are a lot of the things that I've been struggling with, not sure. not just as of late, and I've, I've started to come to a deeper understanding and letting go of it, but it's been something that's, do you think that, like, the words between you and Brittany has brought even more harshness to not feeling like enough when it comes to blowing the money, so to say? Oh, man. That has been what's kept that wound open, man. I got you. Just if I'm resurfacing, just, resurfacing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when I feel good about myself and, you know, within myself, I, I know I'm a good man. Yeah. And I know 
I I see my own light, but it's not always received Mm -hmm. on the other end. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not always seen the good things that I do. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't see the people that I connect with digitally. And I know the digital world is not real, but you can really change people's trajectory. And I I've connected with people all over the world and, and really had some really incredible moments and conversations and man, it's been really powerful and and it's hurt to to feel like it's not seen from from my significant other and mm-hmm. again this is a conversation we've had that's why I feel comfortable talking about it and part of the reason that we we are going to go to couples counseling mm-hmm. because um, she feels the same way mm-hmm. she feels unseen mm-hmm. because she is providing and she's been a nurse she started her nursing career at the beginning of a pandemic mm-hmm. and has been balls to the wall ever since mm-hmm. um so her not feeling appreciated and seen is it's like a mere reflection of how we both feel. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be good. And, yeah. and something you always um, brought up when we've had this talk is a third person, yeah. a, thir- a third party that's uninvested yeah. will, will do wonders. And, it will. And again, her and I both know that. Mm. But taking that painful first step of admitting mm. like, hey, bro. You and I aren't going to be able to fix this because we just keep fucking ramming yeah. heads, you know. But the beautiful thing about it is actually you two are the only ones right. that can fix it. Can't, Yeah, you're right. Can't fix it on the same trajectory. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. yeah. So we've had some really beautiful conversations. And um, actually, after I opened up to you that night about it, uh, the follow, I think it was the following day, maybe two nights after that. Um, we sat in the hot tub and I really broke it down of feeling like I'm not enough. And, you know, when, you know, the word lazy has been thrown around, um, and you know, other things, that one is one that really sticks with me because I am the I am the least lazy person, but being, not being the provider and being like the stay at home dad, essentially, Mm -hmm makes me feel lazy anyways because yeah. I'm sitting around the fucking house all day. Right. You know? So it's like that one really gets me because it's like, dude, are you being lazy? Are you? But I know I'm not. I'm, I'm getting ready to run 13 miles. You know, I stay physically <laughs> active. My house stays clean. I know I'm not lazy, but that hurts, you yeah. know, especially from, from somebody you love so much. Yeah. So Take the kids places. You do things. I do, man. You get stuff ready, this, that, and the other. Host. We host all the time. You do host all the time. We we love it. You know, we one thing that's really important to us is, and one thing that I always remind myself is, is too much is given, much is expected. Mm-hmm. And that's a relationship and, and an understanding that I have with my God, what my relationship with God is. And um, it's something that keeps me going. It's like, hey, you know, you feel like you were given this money now. Do some. Do some. Mm-hmm. God, God expects great things from mm-hmm. you. And that's what I'm trying to do every day by just shining my light and having these conversations to let mm-hmm. people know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And you are enough. Mm-hmm. And I am enough. And we all are. You know, we're all doing the best we can. And yep. there are some things that we don't have control over in our lives. And, and yep. to bring the conversation full circle, gratitude, man, just giving thanks to it. Having gratitude doesn't always change what's going to happen in the outcome, but how you adjust and, and receive and, and move forward with that mm-hmm. is 
is really powerful in our own evolution. So, dude, having gratitude is like one of those things. Like, yes, it does eventually change things, but it definitely doesn't fucking hurt. Right. Anything. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. It's something that can, like, always push the needle towards the positive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so you might not see it right then, but telling you, you keep hitting that gratitude button. Just think of it as the easy button. Just keep hitting that gratitude button. And then all of a sudden you start getting upgrades. Boom. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, and- all of a sudden you start getting messages from people. All of a sudden you start just feeling the energy in yourself radiating. All of a sudden you're sitting at the round table. All of a sudden you're doing your dreams. All of a sudden you are loving what you're doing mm-hmm. and loving the way you're living and growing. Amen. Amen, brother. Whew. One of the one of the most powerful keys to the divine. For me, in a spiritual sense, what gratitude does is it shows the universe or God or or whatever your meaning of greater than yourself is, it shows that power to be that you accept and and love everything mm-hmm. good and bad mm-hmm. you know and you may not necessarily look at it as good or bad when you express gratitude for it and that brings in a space that brings more things to be grateful for in mm-hmm. a positive light mm-hmm. because gratitude is such a, a high vibrational emotion mm-hmm. so it brings in those high vibrational things in your life that bring you joy and and happiness and um gratitude you know so law of attraction we talked about it you know when you express gratitude you get things to be grateful for mm-hmm. you know so and i mean scientifically like you said about humor huberman um there's i mean there's uh endorphins going off in your brain when that stuff goes off too yeah i mean that's that's the long-term stuff so yeah you know another thing that huberman did to get back to what his show talked about was um having a gratitude practice that encompasses a story that somebody either expresses gratitude for you or um, you see somebody's story that may have gratitude like out of triumph and out of pain Mm. and relating that. And he actually talks about scientifically it's shown and he talked about how he just learned this, but most of the time you see writing down, things mm-hmm. like five, 10 things that you're grateful for every day. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have as big as an impact as writing down bullet points to a story. So attaching a story to that gratitude actually um, releases more serotonin and huh. um, sticks more firmly within your within your being. I'll send you a link to the podcast. It's a great one. Okay. Gratitude. Yeah. It's a gratitude podcast Perfect. that he does. So. Love it. It's a it's a really good one, Andrew Huberman, uh, Huberman Lab. Yeah, something like that. It's a gratitude podcast. It's one of his latest ones because he was talking about Thanksgiving and he kind of on the same page as as we are as expressing the gratitude for, um, or in light of yeah. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, who? What a wonderful episode, brother. That was that was really good. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah flowing brother mm-hmm. yep tomorrow's thanksgiving it's gonna be an awesome day 
Grateful for you. Grateful for life. Grateful for just all the opportunities. Yeah, man. I'm grateful for you too, brother. Truly, man. Uh, very blessed. Not not a lot of people. I, again, a lot. Not a not many people that I know of have a best friend with a relationship that we have. You know, yeah. they have, they have friends, mm-hmm. but on, on a level that we've gotten into, and I think it, it's a true testament to the work that we're both putting in. You know, yeah. uh, somebody that's willing to look at themselves authentically and hold themselves accountable, and and you know, just really put in the work on themselves. Mm-hmm. And you got to dive in deep. You know, and if a lot of relationships I've seen are, you know, pretty surface level, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm super grateful for you. I am too, man. In this round table. Love you, man. I love you too, man. And we love you. Yep. All of you listeners out there. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Man. So grateful. Yep. So consistent. Consistently gratitude. Grateful. Yeah. Uh, can't even talk. <laughs> thank you so much yep. for joining us another week of the round table eric do you have any closing words brother no just uh thanks season three episode seven gratitude and open wounds we love you that's a wrap Take a look at myself, see my third eye, third eye, third eye, third eye, third eye. Everything's already alright, always.